Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Dave, we're back. We are. And no one's going to know why we're laughing. And you know what? That is just amazing. That's just, it's yeah. just absolutely perfect. And that's for us to know and for you all to never, ever know. You had, well, we had to be here. We're, we're, we're back. We're back, Dave. We are. And, you know, this is, uh, this is, this is an episode that's been a long time coming. So, our, yeah. you know, uh, as, as usual, I'm, I'm not going to bury all- the lead. Right. It's it's a long time past and a long time coming. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's that's very that's very um existential of you, Dave. Thank you. It's very very ex- existential moments with Dave. That's that's what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, I I felt like a sports announcer for the first time in a while. Good. Good. I like that you, you bottle that energy. Save it mm-hmm. and like let's spread it out throughout the show. Like it's like a little spritz bottle. You got to like and yeah. like spread that out through the length of this 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 episode. Um, but let's let's talk about today's guest, this week's guest. Uh, this is this guest is returning. This is this is their their second time on the show, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been nearly three years uh, since he's he's been on, and a lot has changed since then. You know the 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 global pandemic being being one of those things, of course. But uh, making his return to the show uh, as friend of the pod. And uh, and frankly, to the toy community at large, uh, Marvel director of design and development at Hasbro, Steve Evans. Steve, welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Thank you so much for having me. I tell you, there's a lot of difference between those three years. Number one, I can see you both, which is why we're giving like a bunch of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> last time, last time we spoke, I literally had my laptop. I think you were my first proper interview outside of like cons and things like that and i remember i was upstairs in my in my closet <laughs> and i had my laptop 
really close to my face. I had it on the shelf and I was like so stressed about the quality of the microphone and I couldn't see you and I was nervous. I turned all the lights off in my closet and just spoke to you. So I've come out of the closet <laughs> in the last three years and I can see you both, which is way better. I love seeing both of you. I especially, uh, I love it. We're just giggling like a bunch of idiots, which is great. But anyway, thank you for having me back. I am deeply, deeply honored. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's thank you for taking the time now twice to to be on on this show. So, I, sure. you know, I, I know we thanked you, you know, way back three years ago. But three years ago, we were literally just sending people cold messages on Instagram, like, "Hey, you want to come on our little toy podcast and <laughs> you know, talk to two mm-hmm. people who like have never been anywhere in the toy industry and don't do anything." We, we got to go to Toy Fair once. <laughs> yeah, and Woo. and now. And now it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's been an incredible journey for us. And, you know, you are, you are one of those, one of those early guests that gave us clout. People are like, oh, Steve was on the show. Yeah, we'll do it. So, you know, thank you. Really? Oh, that's yeah, seriously. Well, I've seen, I've seen you've been building your followers. I had a, you know, obviously I, I, I kind of interact with you in some way almost daily, which is great. So I'm glad, I'm glad, you know, you guys are a nice bunch of guys. You ask good questions. You ask Friendly questions, but also difficult questions and tricky questions, which you should do. You absolutely should do. So, you know, you know, keep going, keep going onwards and upwards. And you've got some really fancy microphones, apart from Dave, who's got one from Rock Band. <laughs> <laughs> well, secret the out. secret is out, everyone. He's a fraud, but no. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's, a, it's it. a toy and video game, like toy, video game, podcast sort of thing. So he's just on brand. He's just very yeah. mm-hmm. on brand. On brand. It's he's trying to, also, he's trying to get that I, also weird I could harmony. not go to the store at the time. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. true. Yeah, we were trying to problem solve. This goes back. So, yes, Dave has been using the same microphone for three years. Yes. It's um, now become like a good luck charm. Yeah, almost. pretty much. But like when we were when we originally started recording in the same room, like he, he used to be sitting, you know, 20 feet away from me on the, you know, on the couch over there. And um, <laughs> when the pandemic split us up, it was like, hey, do you still have that rock band microphone? Because I'm pretty sure if you just plug that into the USB port, you're good to go. And sure enough, mm-hmm. we've been good to go for for three years now. So wonderful. But anyway, Steve, as 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 you mentioned, you know, we do like to ask some questions on the on <laughs> on this podcast. So, um, <laughs> you know, anyone that follows you on Instagram knows uh, your your collection is constantly growing. Uh, what are what are some of your your recent pickups? Yeah, so. It is growing, and it, it shouldn't be growing, if I'm honest. You know, my my original criteria for collecting was recapture youth, Steve. You're nearly 50. Remember the good times. So I, I went back and I collected all my old E.T. stuff. I obviously had all my old Star Wars stuff. I collected some old Batman, Superman stuff. And now I've sort of I've got a lot of the stuff that I had as a kid, and now I'm sort of, I don't know, expanding my addiction, to be perfectly blunt. And it's like, okay, what are the toys I didn't have that I would have liked as like a young boy or early teen? Uh, That's legitimate. That's legitimate. You can do that. So, you know, I used to babysit for a couple of friends when I was about, well, what was I, 14, something like that. And they had like real Ghostbusters and Thundercats and He-Man. And I was too old for toys at that point in time. But I kind of liked them and sort of played with them with the with their toys. So now I uh, I kind of expanded. So I got like I got a really sweet Lion-O 
um, from LJN with the uh, the one he put a little battery pack in his back and his eyes light up and it's like oh, yeah. it's like no one's touched it and the sword is really straight and so I picked up one of those picked up a He-Man and Skeletor um, I picked up things like um, uh, I've, I'm waiting for it to come in actually the moment Black Hole like Mego Black Hole line because like I started watching it again and it's a it's a terrible movie. Oh yeah, but it's, it's, it's but it but it's uh, the story. I quite the premise. I quite like. It's just acted like super wooden. But anyway, no 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 disrespect to my good friends at Disney. But um, I always remember the Vincent. I always, I like the bots as kids. I was like, oh, they look cool. They're like R two, but they fly. And um, so I picked up a really really nice Vincent because he usually gets worn out on where it's got Vincent at the front mm-hmm. the number whatever it is. I gets worn out, but I picked one up with a stand that was like again like no one's touched it. So, and I got a few of the other figures as well, and I'm hunting down old Bob, which will be more difficult. Um, but not as difficult as a humanoid, which I found out is like $1,500 loose. It's, it's insane. But anyway, um, so I picked up a few black holes, Thundercats, He-Man, Bill and Ted's, you know, I loved Bill and Ted's as a, mo- as a movie, and, you know, it's Kenner, so I picked some of those up. So I'm kind of, I'm cheating my own rules in terms of collecting. But, like, so what? What are you going to do? <laughs> it's like... Well, my wife doesn't know, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> my, mom, my mom's 3,000 miles away, so she ain't going to tell me off. So, yeah, that's what I'm buying. That's what I'm buying at the moment. Oh, and Pez. I'm collecting Pezzes at the moment as well. I was going to say, you, you, recently, you. you recently posted that you were, you were getting into the, uh, the Pez game. So Yeah, like I watched that Pez Outlaw on Netflix. That was amazing. I love stories like that where it's just sort of like just – just the fabric of the community. So they're really cool. I really like Pezzes. There's something about them. There's something about the cheap, semi-translucent plastic that I just really like. And I like bright colors as well. So, and I, yeah. I think, aren't stuff. we, like, here on the East Coast, the Pez Factory Museum is, cl- is like, close by. Yeah, isn't it? like it's in Orange. It's in Orange, Connecticut. Yeah. You should... I, I encourage everyone to go there. I don't, I wouldn't class them as competitors at all, but like you should go there. It's a really good kind of history and it's fascinating history. And some of the innovation that they've done is really cool. Like how they just make, I, think, I hate the candies, they taste horrible, but like <laughs> some of the innovation they've got in terms yeah. of like how they dress the pears is and they do different things with it. It's fascinating. I love it. And it's a, the community is huge. It's a huge community. So anyway, I'm not a pez head yet, but I'm a pez pretender. <laughs> a pez poser a pez poser <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we talked about you know kind of that retro um nostalgic feel and in toys what's old is new again is is an adage that always comes into play um we talked about the three and three quarters raiders of the lost ark figures last time um and your collection how does it feel to have seen uh, them brought back to market oh <laughs> it's like, you know, obviously I know a lot of things that happened before they happen and before I can talk about them. And I just remember, you know, I remember kind of kicking off the Star Wars retro line. I remember talking about them saying, hey, we could do retro figures in the old kind of style for Star Wars. We could bring some of the old original ones back so people who can't afford them or find them can get them, but also to do new characters. And, you know, so that that's always been a a thing for me but then you know i got into indie and collected all those from like 82 83 and you know i was reading up about it and i kind of in england we didn't really have them to be fair they could, it was very difficult to find indiana jones figures in 82 um i think we i think i had a uh talked i think that's who i had but 
I remember reading about it and going, I'm going to buy the line. I'm going to rebuy it. I'm going to buy Temple of Doom. I'm going to buy Crusade. And then when I looked, I was like, crap, they didn't do any. What? And it went to LJN, which I like LJN's like uh, Thundercats line and the ET line, but I, with respect, I didn't like their India, their Temple of Doom line. I didn't like it. I wanted three and three quarter inch figures to continue. So I want to build out that world. So I was like, ah, that's crappy. I, uh. And then when I heard that we're doing another Indiana Jones movie, or we, you know, that they're doing another Indiana Jones movie, I was like, hey, you know what's really cool? What could be really cool? We should do the – and it wasn't necessarily my idea. I'm not claiming that. But they were like, yeah, I know. We're thinking about it. I was like, oh, tell me you're going to not just redo. Tell me you're going to do new figures. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do new figures. I was like, yes, at last. So I was over the moon and they were very kind because I, I, they gave me early samples or samples to, to have. And that's because I, I gave them my original ones to scan, which I did with the Star Wars ones, the original, the first two waves of Star Wars and the Empire retro were scanned from my, you, well, you can see them, but no one else can, uh, behind me. They were scanned from those actual figures. And they did the same with uh, Indiana Jones, the first wave of the um, Raiders figures. So... It's a sort of the grand, I'm the grandfather of the new retro wave. But the new stuff I love, that's what I'm excited about. The new yeah, I was going to say, that's that's a unique, you know, obviously, you know, you being at Hasbro, you get an opportunity to, to work on these these products. But, like, it, it's, it's so unique that, you know, those molds are, you know, obviously long gone. You can't hang on to everything forever. So the fact that you were able to take your original you know, Kenner releases and bring them, bring them to work, bring your toys to work, but like have them effectively cloned into, into series one. I mean, that's like forever. That that was, that was, that was kind of a, you know, I'm, I, I collect loose because I can't afford to really buy everything in pack. And I believe in toys being posed and looked at and felt and smelt, which sounds weird, but um, I'm a stickler for quality. Like I don't just buy any ones like indie, the thumb breaks all the time. So, I don't know mm-hmm. why. I don't know why it's super brittle. There's something about it. But like I would say like 80% of all the loose ones have their thumbs broken. And I searched and I searched and I searched and I found a really good one. And I'm like, okay, I always – it's got to be a standard, which is great because when they're scanning it, they don't want chunks and things. I don't know that they can fix it, but it's – I don't know. I just like the idea of like there's my pristine loose figure that you can actually scan and move the arms and scan and get all, all the details you need. And then you make a new one. And I know that every new one out there is based on the one that I hunted for uh yeah with 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 great particularness over the over the years so it's kind of cool it's very cool it's very cool and i and and, it's awesome you know same goes for us i mean we're we're excited for those new characters like Mm -hmm. you know i've i've always been a temple of doom guy i mean it's just like i i know it's it's not everyone's favorite movie of the the franchise but like short round getting getting one of those kenner style figures is like so awesome (laughs) It's yeah. just it's so mm-hmm. cool. Or even like Last Crusade, like, you know, Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah. The dog yeah, was Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. Very- I, I, <laughs> I was going to say, as someone who had like a couple of them, and I don't even know how I wound up with them because, you know, I know they definitely weren't bought for me when I was one. Um, so I don't know if they were still <laughs> around or if like whatnot Young but snapper you <laughs> yeah like i had a couple of them so it's good to be able to kind of re recollect yeah 
Yeah, and you had like a you. I don't even remember you having indie. Like I think you had. I had the mechanic, and you definitely had Belloc. No, no, no. I think I had uh, Tot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I always mix up their names. It's terrible of me, but yeah. I was I gonna say I the guy in the, the black. I think I had the Temple of Doom indie though. Yes, that you did because that one got a lot of play from from me with that little action feature and his like weird mm-hmm. like permanent bent arm. Yeah, the arm that just did this. <laughs> I was always impressed, though, that the one hand had like the uh, like it had like it was like bandage wrapped mm-hmm. on the, yeah, on yeah, that, the on tape. Yeah, the taped hand. I, I thought that was awesome. See, now I'm going to buy that now, even though I said I didn't like them. Maybe I should get one, get if, them to have a look at them. And there's also and those think, ones they didn't do, didn't they? They did a Willie Scott that they never released. I correct. They did a few. And I, I think they did like a cloth whip with it. Yeah. And, and I mean, the one that you had, at least by the time I got it, the hat was long gone. Indy, Indy never had mm-hmm. his hat. <laughs> So when I was playing with it, which is like blasphemous, but uh, yeah, I'm. I would be curious to see. I, I have not. I've not looked ever. I don't think on the aftermarket to see what those even go for. If you could even find an indie with like with his accessories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he had the the the, the like pouch too. Yeah, he had bag. the yeah he had the the uh, bag that he has the that he keeps the stones in the the Jankara stones. Yeah. Um. So from from uh, from indie to Marvel. So when we had you on last time, you were not yet with with the Marvel team. You were you were still on the Star Wars brand, um, or you had maybe just no. gone over to Marvel. Yeah, no, I was just no. I, was I was I just in? I think I must have been. Otherwise, you wouldn't want to speak to me because <laughs> I okay. I left Star Wars and I did some time in consumer products, which is where we we license out our brands out to other people that make like theme yeah. rides and skateboards and stuff like that. I did did a stint there and then I came back to Marvel. So it probably was just yeah, I think you I had, coming back onto Marvel. Yeah, you had you had just gone back into Marvel. So now that you've been there for a few years, uh what are what are some of the 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 favorite your favorite projects you've gotten to to work on there? Yeah, that was that was that was a weird not a weird question. It's a common question, but it's one I I find always difficult to answer in just one thing. I think for Marvel, I enjoyed Galactus. You know, I came in when they were sort of getting on with the Sentinel, and but I was there for sort of all of Galactus. I mean, that was cool, and it was, you know, I gave Dwight a hard time about. I said, make sure the bloody knees don't give way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mate, I want those knees to click, and I gave him a hard time on that. But Galactus was a good one because that was, I think, that was that went really well. Um, I enjoyed planning and convincing our new Epic four inch line, you know, getting that underway because the kid line was six inch as well, as well as legends. And I was like, eh, they're kind of the same, but one's got less articulation. Why don't we just change the scale? And that took a little while to kind of get through. Um, so that was, I enjoy that. I hope that does well. Um, and there's lots that I can't even talk about. Like it, you know, I'm always, I'm a year and a half ahead. So oh, a, yeah, lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that I, I like, uh, we haven't released yet or we're about to release. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, mostly on the kid line, you know, Dwight and Ryan and, and that they, they, they run the, the legends line. I come in and cause trouble once in a while and sort of say, no, let's not do that. Or like, how about this? But uh, that runs on its own mostly, but the kid line is the one where I sort of try and mix things up as much as I can. Maybe I'll get more involved in the uh, fan line, mixing that up a bit more. <laughs> Ryan's going, oh, no. But, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, but I think Galactus and the Four Inch Line, I think so far the, that I can talk about are the projects that I've kind of had most interest in in doing and and getting out the door. Yeah, and and we'll we'll get more into that Four Inch Line, but there was also another sure. kids line that launched recently. Those little guys, right? The like, uh, yeah, Stunt Squad, yeah, Stunt Squad, yeah, Stunt Squad, super cute, yeah. They're they're really cute. I like things like that where you just do something for for kids that is. It's just, you know, silly kid play. You know, we're all in this because we loved it when we were kids and the things we loved as kids were silly little play things and, like, now everyone gets super serious about it but you can't forget what it was really about at the very beginning. And um, the good thing is, uh, you know, those little figures, I really like. I really dig them. I've got them in my cabinet. They're, they're um, I'm going to always pronounce his name wrong, John Somavira. Somariva? Ah, I'm sorry. I always get his surname wrong. Who's a well-known, you know, character designer and artist. He drew them up and designed them. And we, you know, sculpted them. And I think they're really cute. And, like, if you want to collect those as little kind of squidgy, super deformed little characters, have at it. That's good. I don't care how old you are. You can, you can buy them to play with them, like fire them up against the, against the things and make the little uh, booby traps and contraptions work. Or you can just collect the figures and have a little lineup. As I have, so yeah, they're great little desk toys. Like the yeah, they're, just the, they're really cool looking. Yeah, it'll fit. I got. A, I always have to fidget. I've got like I. We well, can't. Well, people can't see. It. I have like a. I have a Captain America torso, Legends torso that I'm clicking here that I just constantly, always fiddling with, and silly little figures and bits of blue tack. So it's yeah, f- I just fiddle with them. That is now <laughs> two episodes in a row where. Captain America's body parts, Marvel Legends Captain America body parts have have come up on the on the show because remember er- Eric Accurate. our last guest yeah. er- Eric Aranya uh yeah. was talking about Captain America's uh pants. He has he has just legs. He has Marvel Legends legs of like a a paint variant that he did for Captain America. Oh, so there you go. He obviously gets around. He's not just America's ass. <laughs> That was my American accent, by the way. Because if I say America's arse, I feel people won't understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's obviously America's torso and legs as well. <laughs> um, so with with the word, we, we talked about toys for kids. Um, with the word kidult being such a huge part of the toy world right now, is it challenging in today's market trying to strategize lines that cater to the adult collector while also appealing to kids? Um, hmm. Yes and no. I, I, it shouldn't be because of what I've just said, where, you know, we love toys and there's this sort of innocence about them, which I think a lot of people, if they're done right, like. And I think we are all big enough now, men and women, to kind of admit that we like toys, right? It's not that embarrassing anymore. I don't think it is. Um, uh, so it's all right to like toys and you can like toys, whether they're collector toys or kiddie toys or goodness sake, preschool toys. I, like some of the preschool stuff is like flipping brilliant. Like the design and the way they're finished and the, and the matteness of the, of, of, of the plastic I love. So I, we don't try that hard at the moment to kind of do both. Now, some of you, or some of you listening, might go, "Wow, it's a lot of rubbish, Steve." You keep going on about this four-inch line being epic and, and the and the stunt squads. Like, yeah, that's all right. I don't expect hundreds and thousands of collectors to suddenly pounce on it and collect them all. All I'm saying is, like, hey, these are for kids, all right. So judge them as kids' toys, 
but we're all here because we loved kids' toys, and kids' toys are kids' toys. So if you like them, cool, have them. I like them. You can like them. You don't have to. I don't care. It's, it's up to you, whatever you want to do. So we just we don't purposely go out and try and design for both. It's one or the other because otherwise you, it gets complicated with how you set it into retail and how you actually market it. It just gets too muddy. We do it for kid or we do it for adult fan. And if kids love adult stuff, because a lot of kids buy legend stuff, we don't market at, at kids really, then great. And if here's the four-inch line or the, or the stunt squad, and if you're a 38-year-old female ma- male or whatever and you like them, buy them. That's fine. It's cool. But they're not. They're not. They're for everyone. I'm like, oh, that's so, that's so, that's so naff. They're E for everybody. But, um, but that said, there is an interesting demographic, which I call the fledgling collectors, which are kind of, you know, kids traditionally play, physical play, till they're six, seven years old. Then they get either into sports and video games, and then they kind of go out of playing, and they, in their teens, they, they go do other stuff. They, they focus on sports or they're on video games, but they, they don't play with toys. They don't play. They display, where some people say, oh, well, I like that character. I'm going to grab that character. I'm going to display it on my shelf. And some may or may not then graduate to collectors where they go, okay, I'm going to collect this line or collect this character. So there's this weird little dip from the age of about nine to kind of 16, 17, the teenage years where I think maybe I could do a little bit more specific designing for them, but it would have to be on the more collector side because I want to bring them into the collector community because I want that community to grow. And it only grows if we bring new people in, bring new generations in. So that's why when I see... You know, um, people like yourselves, you know, with, with a family affair with kids and, and they're, they're sort of they're bestowing their collector thoughts onto their, their sons or daughters. And I see them interacting and you know, I see kids having their own toy collector podcasts or not podcast, uh, like YouTube channels. That's great. That, that's the perfect storm. So to answer your question, it, it is difficult because it would be difficult to do it. And we don't do it. It just happens to happen when it's a perfect storm. And that's great. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's been those, those lines that are kind of surprising, right? Like, you know, every now and then there comes, especially, you know, like you mentioned that, that age group for a while, there was that whole trend. Um, uh, what was it called? Game to life. You know, it, it was all of those videos oh, toys to life. Toys yeah. To life, yeah. Where it was yeah. those video games that had, you know, toys with NFC chips in them. And, you know, yeah. you, they interacted with the video game. So like it gave, you know, that group, that really that age group, something to say, like, I'm playing a video game with my friends, but like, look at my shelf and all of my, you know, my yeah, cool little, yeah. you know, figurines. That, that, was, that, was a, that was a great observation that they did. They came in, whether it's, you know, oh, we can say the name Skylanders or Infinity, you know, like, yep, they, they were, they were huge. You know, I was looking at Infinity figures the other day, actually, you know, I have, uh, I can't remember the designer's name, ah, the artist's name that designed those, but um, they're beautiful. Like yeah, infinity skulls. I think I like, mm-hmm. and the way they had, they almost have like a polystone maquette kind of feel to them. Yep. I was looking at the Peter Pan one. I'm a big Peter Pan fan, and I grew up on Peter Pan. And I was like, I was going to buy Peter Pan Infinity, but it was it was part of Infinity Three, and it was cancelled. And supposedly there's never any sold, but they had some samples made, and they go for not crazy money, but like four hundred dollars, yeah, for like a single Peter. I'm like, oh, but I have to get a good one. <laughs> All the ones I've seen have got chips out of them, but. But yeah, so I'm interested in that fledgling, fledgling collector. 
aspect. I don't know what I'm going to do on that, but I'm I'm going to find out more about it. See if we can get get young get kids into collecting because it's a it's a fun it's a fun lark. So you know, speaking of that group, though, you know, you guys recently you know announced that the the you know pour pour one out for one of our favorite lines the uh, the the retro yep. three seven five uh, counter line is is at rest sleeping yeah it's only sleeping um with <laughs> with the focus now shifting to the four inch epic heroes line uh what what was the the kind of decision b- behind the pivot you know of, of letting that one take a nap uh, while the other one you know well so i'm gonna uh, i gotta i gotta pull you up on that one i'm afraid sorry eric like so it, they are different like i and you can say ah oh, he's lying blah 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 but i don't need to lie um, they're different. They're very different lines. Like one was for fan retro, you know, three seven five, and we were going with that. And while that was still going, I was already planning the four inch line. It took a while to kind of get that in. So that that's a kid line. That's a hundred percent kid line. That that's not replacing the three seven five. That's replacing the six inch figures that we used to have for kids. So if you remember, they were five point articulated six inch figures. Mm-hmm. But I looked at that and go, well, they're the same as legends. Like kids are buying legends. For if they want a big figure, but the fans aren't buying the six-inch, the sort of poorly articulated one, maybe they'll go for four-inch ones. And for the four-inch ones, it's like I wanted to get more vehicles and play sets and world building in for kids because it's important. That's what they do. That's how they play. Um, and we couldn't do that at six-inch. It was just just too big and and bulky, really, and and you know mm-hmm. takes up a lot of shelf space. And and you know like everything, it's more expensive. So the four-inch line was um, a way to tackle that for kids, and that was its primary. Well, that is its primary reason for kids to play world building. And if adults who like four inch or three and three quarter inch like that, they go, yeah, cool. I'll buy that too. It wasn't a, re- I promise you, it wasn't a replacement for 375 because they existed in our minds at the same time. It's just that when you get to some things, you have to try lots of different things out, which, you know, I can't talk about, but like, and, you know, different priorities come up and it's like, okay, well, we need to put, Put our eggs over here. Okay, well, what's going what's gonna to move? Well, let's rest that or move that or cancel that. And I know a lot of people say, oh, what's this rest word? And it's like, will it come back? I can't guarantee it. But in my mind, it's, we do that all the time. It happens all the time. It happens in our industry. It happens in Hasbro and it happens with other companies as well where it's, it goes away and comes back. I've, I've certainly got a lot more heart for it. And um, I know uh, there are lots of things that we're, we have planned or had planned. So... Who knows? We'll see. I still like it, and it's 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 a it's a great little line, and I'm very appreciative of everyone's um, support of it. You know, it's a, it's a niche in a niche. You know, it's it's a, it's a slice, but uh, I had great fun. It looks great, and it got like fifty figures. Like that's that that's a lot. Like mm-hmm. you can look at like uh, I don't know, look at the Secret Wars, <laughs> yeah, Secret Wars, um, or uh, Superpowers and stuff like that. That's more than that. So, yeah, it's yeah. not a swap. I promise you. <laughs> well, we just wanted to clear that up. We want we wanted yeah for sure. There's there's been a lot of like this is not a, a we wanted to cl- make make that clear that it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a uh, a like for a like like swap. for like yeah because no, I mean it's, it, it's like like you said you know it, it's about it's about world building for for kids and mm-hmm. I mean that's that's the best way to that's what made you know. Star Wars so successful back when that you know when those figures first came out in 78 you know mm-hmm. they were three and three quarter inch figures when everything else was effectively doll sized prior to that and yeah. it allowed for vehicles and play sets and you know the things mm-hmm. that 
let you kind of live in that world. So it's great to see, you know, those those kid, uh, you know, kid focused lines go back to that scale. I mean, I, I still consider that to be like the golden the golden scale for yeah. action figures. And, and I think they look cool. <laughs> I, I like them in my cabinet. It's that's that's good. So uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. You know, every everyone's always trying new things and trying different things and mixing things up. So we'll see how it does. I, I, I think the the response so far, certainly from I haven't heard from the kids yet because I haven't seen sales on them because it's too early. But like a lot of the sort of um, you know the anecdotal from from the fans are like, yeah, cool, okay, yeah, I like these. Some people don't like them. That's fine. They 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 may not be for you. That's totally fine. I mean, in our local targets, they're moving. You know, I yeah. I. I've seen. I'm trying to think. I've I've seen Iron Spider and I've seen Venom, and I mm. saw them and then have not seen them again since. So I mean, I was going to say I've moving. not seen them. Yet. Yeah, like My I've God. actually been. I've I've seen them not be there. Basically, <laughs> so they're. <laughs> I, I was shipping. <laughs> no. They've seen the oh, ghost no. of the epic. Yeah, <laughs> like I've I've basically seen where they would be, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they are cool looking figures, and I mean it's mm-hmm. you know we, yeah I I was gonna say I want to grab one just to like have it. We we all I mean we all come from that uh, you know that that uh, Kenner background with the with action figures playing when we were little. So I mean seeing mm-hmm. figures in that style again, like like just the fact that they're that size, that they have like the clip on accessories and stuff like it's just it's very. You know, it's yeah, the there's stuff something about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, I'm, like, I'm glad you like them. Let's see how yeah. everyone else feels about them. It's cool. But Back yeah, to what so we yeah. talked about earlier. What's old is new again, you know? Yeah. And now, a word from our sponsors. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chubsy Wubsy Toys. A traditional mom-and-pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey, Chubsy Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement, searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at 106 Main Street in Little Falls, New Jersey, or online at ChubsyWubsy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y-W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com. And tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you. Level up your collection with CGC, the world leader in pop culture collectibles grading. CGC recently launched its video games division with experienced, knowledgeable, and passionate graders to help you maximize your value on all the games you love. Ready to give your games an extra life? Submit today at cgcgrading.com. That's cgcgrading.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a public service announcement. Manscaped now has beard products and is going even further with their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. 
Go ahead and tell the world. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming are traveling north of your South Pole with their revolutionary grooming products. The new Weed Whacker 2.0 and their new beard line confirms they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. It is time for you to upgrade your game. Go to manscaped.com and use our code AIC to save 20% off and get free shipping. The brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 offers improved blades and skin safe technology with a no tugging guarantee. It's never been so painless to mind your manholes. And now that you have your face looking great with the Beard Hedger, you have to try Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 for the full body grooming experience. And this just in, the Performance Package 4.0 now comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 and all of the other below the waist grooming products that Manscaped is known for. We love the full suite of grooming tools from Manscaped. It's never been easier to take care of our hair. What are you waiting for? Save on Manscaped today. That's right. Get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code AIC. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And now, back to the show. And speaking of things that that didn't work that now work, uh, Aunt May. So we yeah. finally <laughs> are getting a new Aunt May figure. Um, it's it, it's it's been a, it's been a long time coming. Her last figure prior to this one was terrifying. Um, I <laughs> yeah. D- yeah, Dave Dave actually gifted it to me for Christmas uh, a couple years ago. And did he hang it yep. from the ceiling over your bed so when you woke up, she was staring at you. <laughs> I. I actually was laughing so hard when I opened it. So first of all, he got me, he got it's mint uh, in that box. When I opened it, I actually couldn't breathe because I was laughing so hard. Like I, like the laughter had like took over my body before it could come out of my mouth. And I just started sweating and like Christmas morning mm-hmm. w- surrounded by my wife and, and at one at that point just one child but like literally could not breathe i was laughing so hard just seeing this terrifying thing in front of me but um <laughs> that being said you guys got aunt may out again so yeah how, how did how did you make that happen uh, it's funny it's just it's such a in joke and i can't remember the players but I know, obviously, it's like there's Ryan, there's Dan, there's Dwight, there's the engineer Rob, who I don't think many people know about, who is who is as involved as Ryan and Dwight. And it's obviously Jesse from, from Marvel. And I think it's like two camps. Like there's a camp that hates it and a camp that loves it or loves the character or was like thought it was a good idea. And it was, uh, I wouldn't say I was brought in as the mediator to make the deciding vote or the cast the deciding vote, but it was like... I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> I was just like, yes, do that. That's hilarious. That's brilliant. I love, again, the colors, just the sort of crazy sort of pastel mm-hmm. green. And like, it was just, yeah, get that old lady done. That's fantastic. <laughs> Why not? Because you've got to, you know, it's like, you know, Legends is, Legends is unique in the sense that we do a lot of figures a year. Like, there's a lot. Like, we'll do, like, 170-odd figures a year-ish. Yeah. You know, it's with two packs wild. and exclusives and stuff. 
And you've got to mix it up. You've got to have the the A-listers. You've always got to have a Spidey out. You, you know, we know that you know, X-Men like we're always going to work. And then we've got to do our movies and entertainment because we're supporting our Disney partners. Yeah, we've got to have stuff coming out. And and we, you know, we it's no surprise. We do a lot of retooling. We do a lot of kind of redecoing and stuff like that because you have to. The Legends promise is here is the Marvel Universe and you can go deep and you can go deep, yeah, and you can – you know, and I know prices are going up and things like that, but like it's 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 affordable. It's you can go deep and you can get there. You're not paying like a hundred bucks for a single figure, and you know, there's only twenty on offer. There's like it's a hundred and seventy a year on offer, and you got to go deep cuts. You got to do these weird things. You got to do this left field stuff that just adds a little bit of flavor to it. And again, not every figure is gonna it's gonna register with everybody. You know, it's it's just impossible and it shouldn't be like that. So we bring stuff out, we redeco, we bring out these kind of weird figures that like, you're like, Oh mate, that's why'd you do that? But then you also have people go, Oh mate, that's amazing. That's hilarious. Or like, well, I've got that figure already. I, yeah, but you, but someone else might not have that figure. And it's like, it's a community. You've got to build this community. You can't just provide for the static community. You can't because I hate to say it, we're all getting older. We're all going to like, especially my age, like, we're going to die. There's going to be no one left. We have to bring new people in. We have to. And that, that is, and I, I never make any apology about that attitude because it's really important. So all I hope is that there's enough figures and enough, you know, A-listers, enough, you know, deep cut core comic characters. There's enough reintroductions. There's enough Aunt Mays and that kind of stuff for everyone to kind of feel as if they can own a little bit of, of the Marvel Legends line. And that's, that's really the kind of the ethos that we have. And, and, and uh, you know, we make, no, we make no secret about that. But it's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to just go back to do a Legends like 20 a year. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just it's, it, the, the fan base is too big. And, and I love it. And I love the fan base. But I'll never be able to or we'll never be able to please everybody all the time. It's just impossible. And it's like we can try as much as we can. But it's just not going to happen. So if you love Aunt May, thank you. I love her too. And some of the team love her. And if you don't like Aunt May, that's all right. I do. <laughs> and other people don't. So it's all cool. It's all good. There'll be, some, there'll be someone else along very soon that you will like. I promise. I mean, it's it's one of those things like, you know, I, I see it all the all the time, you know, in like the comment section and everything where it's like, you know, who wants, you know, a, <laughs> I feel terrible saying it this way. Like, who wants an old lady in a suit, you know, like like or or who wants, you know, uh, last year when you guys put out the Ned and Peter two pack, you know, two plain clothes, you know, uh, obviously Peter Parker, but like and his his friend, the guy in the chair, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know. <laughs> I, and again, like, I, I look at it as like you need you need them. Well, it, it's it goes beyond that too, because like, and it always for me it always goes back to Star Wars, right? Like one of the fun things about collecting Star Wars figures was you could have the the alien that's in the scene for like you blink and you miss it, you know. But like now you have that in figure form, or you know the the wrestling figures we collect, like you know. I, I have guy in underwear in three different colors underwear, you know, like it's, it's just, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's those little tiny changes and those little tiny additions that make the collection cool. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, you could have Spider-Man fighting every, every bad guy, like, you know, that you could say it about any superhero, right? Like a superhero is only as good as the villains that he has to fight. So whether mm-hmm. it's Spider-Man, whether it's anyone from the X-Men, so it's, it's cool. You have this menagerie of villains, but like, who is he saving on your shelf? Mm-hmm. Like he's fighting villains for 
for what reason? Who are they attacking? That's why you need your Aunt Mays. You need your you need your Gwen Stacy's. You need your your Mary Jeans. Like you need those. Sometimes figures. you just need the hood and have just dude yelling, dude yelling, <laughs> which yeah. is yeah. I t- it's funny because when I was just thinking of thinking back and kind of uh, parallels to that, it's like who wanted Yak Face? Who wanted Yak Face? Like clearly, no, not a lot of people because they only released it in like Europe or France and Canada or wherever it was. And it's like, again, like oh, that's that that's that goat looking guy, that Yaki. Now you go and ask the Star Wars fan now, hey, do you want Yak Face? Yeah, yeah, I'll have Yak Face. Oh my god, that's amazing! It's one of the best ones ever, and it's just because it's such a great looking figure. Mm-hmm. So it's it it's it's a moment in time, but that moment can change. 20, 30 years later. Like, I don't know whether Aunt May is going to be a classic in 30 years. Who knows? But you never know. You never know. And it all depends on how many we make and how many sold and what people do with it. You know, so you've got to have story. You know, this whole collecting thing for me is like a story over our lives. It lasts years. You know, I've been collecting uh, I've been 30 years, 35 years or something. And Every story has to have pace. You've got to go highs, you've got to have lows, you've got to go quiet times and loud times. If it's all the same and it's all it, – it's just it – doesn't, it doesn't become a story. It doesn't become important to you, I don't think. I know if I say to everyone, all the people listening, like, hey, if I only gave you the figures you liked all the time, that would be a boring collection, wouldn't it? And, <laughs> and people go, you're an idiot. No, they wouldn't. It would be fantastic. I'd get everything I want all the time. No, that's not true. You wouldn't. You would not get the same – you wouldn't get the same experiences if you had things you didn't like, things you do like, things you got really easily, things you got really difficultly. You know, it's it is the oh, that's a real cliche. It is the journey. It really is. Yeah. I, I believe mm-hmm. it. Things believe you didn't it. know, and then there's also that other category: things you didn't know you wanted until you saw them. Saw it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like a lot of times <laughs> those figures pop up where you're like, "Damn, I didn't." No, I wanted that figure until I saw that it existed. So <laughs> you were talking about the uh, the LJN indie from Temple from Doom. I'm yeah. like, I never wanted. It. I don't want that. I didn't like it at all as a as a young collector. I was like, ah, oh, why did they change the scale? And then you're talking about it, and I'm hearing your stories about it. I'm like, damn it, maybe I should look into that. <laughs> ah, no, some more. You know, that's it's. You know, you either collect everything or you collect for a character or you collect for like a genre like Aunt May fits into like animated Spider-Man or just Spider-Man or, you know, anything. You need Aunt May, you know? man. You need yeah. it. As far yeah, as I it's, it's weird, I, I, I've got, a f- I've got a few Marvel Legends, but it's because we do so many a year. That's a bit. I don't know how many there are out there. I'm sure someone out there knows. I actually don't know how many there are. I know Dwight's got most of them in his in his office and it's just like. My goodness. And it's quite intimidating for me to get into because I'm like, I kind of want to collect them, but I don't know what to do or where to start. And I'll be honest with you, when the Aunt May and Doc Ock pack came out, I was like, I like those colors. I may get the, I may just get animated Spider-Man. Maybe that'll be my little, my little slice. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, and I want all those weird characters in that slice. And Aunt May fits and there may be some more coming out that are strange. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, each their own. It's so it's it's just so personal. Collecting is mm-hmm. it's weird because collecting is so personal and yet it is so community. There are so many people like you. I don't know how how can there be so many people 
like you when you are so unique. I don't get it. I don't know how it works, but it works somehow. It happens. I don't know how, but anyway, I'm happy that it does. If, yeah, like fortunately, like especially when it comes to like legends, I'm lucky. I'm or I'm fortunate that I cut myself off at one character. Otherwise, I'd be like Eric with all the MCU ones, and I'd be like, well, there's like 16 Wolverines, and I like them all. Like, just, I just have my handful of Ghost Riders. Marvel Legends is a, Ghost Rider. is a slippery yeah. slope. It's very, yeah. very, <laughs> very slippery. Um, but yeah, speak- that's why I was like, oh, yeah, with like, I went all in on the three seven fives. So I was boy and boy, did you? You have every one. Yeah. And they're all opened. Yeah. None you, of them are on. Do you? do you have do you have both? Do you have the two storms? Black eyebrow and white eyebrow. No. Oh, I can see his face there. It's a shame. It's a shame, listeners. You couldn't see Dave's face there. There was this sudden <laughs> look of panic across his face. Like what? Yeah, that's the only official variant in the three seven five. It's Storm because you originally had white eyebrows. And when I looked at him, I was like, "Does she have white eyebrows?" And oh, now I got to look. And like JB, who does dining, goes, "Well, yeah, in this, in this." In this edition, in this comic, she got white. And I was like, yeah, but, like, mostly it's black. And he was like, yeah. I was like, so let's switch it over. Like, let's, let's, I'd like it, let's do it black. We can do a running change. It's a simple thing to do. And that's the only thing we've, that, that's the only official variant. If there are other variants where the colors are off or something, it's, it, that's a factory mistake. But that is the only variant. So you've got to get the two. You've got to get the white and the black. And don't ask me which one is rarer. Because I think it might be the black, because I think there was enough made in white and then we made some in black. But I, I don't have the numbers on that. But um, there we go. The chase is on. But thank you. Thank you for buying <laughs> those. Uh, and do you like your Ghost Rider? Uh, have you got your Ghost Rider 375? I just got it yesterday. I love it. Good. Good. So you, you talked about the, you know, the, the kind of per- personal nature of, of, uh, of the hobby. And, uh, and you've actually taken it a step further and have gotten into customizing uh, toys yourself. And you recently uh, started your bits and bobs uh, <laughs> videos on Instagram, which are hilarious. The, the, the end results of those are a combination of impressive and hilarious. Um, <laughs> <There's> something. <laughs> what, what have, what have you learned about uh, your, you know, that, that experience, you know, just kind of picking random well, toys and, and making something out of them. Yeah, I, I've learned that Americans love the British words, the bar, like balmy box of bits and bobs. Most people are going, <laughs> what? What the hell's balmy? What's bits and bobs? Anyway, um, it's just, I did it for a, I did it for a shtick originally. It was just like, oh, I'm just going to do this. This will, be, this will be great content. Hilarious. And when I picked my first lot out or my second lot, and I was like, crap, what am I actually going to make with this? <laughs> uh, I got a horse. Or like I got a giraffe, <laughs> tri-sentinel, and I can't remember what the other one was. I was like, ah. But um, I always find that uh, creatively it frees your mind by forcing your mind to think a particular way. So if you're given a limit, I always believe that limitations actually foster really great creativity. So I like putting limitations on, on creativity and ideation because they're like, go, blue sky, do anything you like. It's like you kind of drift off and you kind of just get lost in yourself. But if it's like, okay, here's the problem or here's the, here are the ingredients, make something from it. It's actually a really good way to really make yourself think differently. So 
um, getting some weird things and kind of going, okay, what do I, what's my, I always work with an attitude. Am I going to be funny? Am I going to be kind of weird? Am I going to be super serious? And uh, I really enjoy it. It's very therapeutic. It is really therapeutic. You know, going from that squid giraffe kind of warrior to then go to like a Hulk. And I'm going, I'm going to make a Hulk like he's, I was watching Band of Brothers. I'm going to make a Hulk like he's from Band of Brothers and very different tonally, but it's really good. And so it helps me creatively. Uh, it helps me just think differently because sometimes your brain gets stuck in day in, day out work and life and all that. And um, it also helps me, you know, cra- with my craft, yeah, craft, um, you know, I mix because I'm taking different things. I'm doing a lot of molding with kit bashing and painting. And it's not just one or the other. I'm not like casting and molding one thing. I'm breaking bits and adding and casting heads and adding this and kit bashing and painting and airbrushing. And then one of them I'll go, I'm not going to airbrush at all because I can't be bothered to get my airbrushing kit out. So Hulk, I'm just going to paint that. So therefore it's going to be a little, it's going to be a lot more like painting uh, Warhammer. It's going to be a lot more brushy and, and dirty. And I'm like that's where I got into the oh, band of brothers. So it's this weird menagerie of, of forced focus, but, just problem solving. It's really cool. I like it. It's good. I don't know whether the results are that good, but I don't care. It's not why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it to sell the things or win custom awards or anything. It's just, it is literally just a little bit of sanity in this crazy, crazy world we live in. Well, I hope you keep doing it because it's fun. They're fun as hell to watch. So yeah, I got a box full of crap and it's, it's cause they are picked randomly and there's stuff in there. I'm like, Oh, I hope I get, I hope I get that. And I never do. So we'll get there eventually. <laughs> None of it is fake at all. I promise. It's all totally random. So Steve, um, you are going back to the UK. Uh, tell us about that upcoming trip. Yeah. So originally it was, I was, cause I just turned 50. That's very kind of you to say. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You don't look, you don't look a day over 49. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I just turned 50 and originally I wanted to do a European toy tour. I wanted to go, uh, I wanted to stop off in London, see my friends. There were a lot of, uh, there's a friend who's having a 50th birthday party. I wanted to make sure I went to that, see my mom. And then I wanted to go across to France. I wanted to do like park Asterix down in like Paris, then go up through Belgium and do the Smurf and Asterix museum. Then I wanted to go through Holland and go across to Hamburg. There's like a miniature Wonderland place, which is like the world's largest miniature city there. And then I wanted to go up to Billund and kind of visit some friends at Lego. Then I wanted, I got a friend in Norway. So I was going to do all this huge European tour. And then, uh, I, one of my kids is in, is in college and, um, that's expensive. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, crap, I can't afford it. So I had to scale it down. So I forgot the European and I just did a UK tour. So I'm going to, going to, into the UK, uh, for a couple of weeks and I'm going to spend some time with my mom. I'm going to zip down to, uh, Southwest Wales where the Evans is come from, where my father's ashes are scattered and kind of just pay some respects to him. And then I'm going to go and see some friends and I'm going to stop off at some, um, recommended, uh, toy stores and comic book stores that I've that my Instagram community have recommended, whether it's like Nerd Base and um, oh God, some other ones. I'm, I'm also going to the Museum of Brands, which is in London, which is a fantastic place, um, which basically collects packaging and products from all the decades, from like Edwardian oh. up to like now. And it's this huge. I, I went there in the 90s when I was doing graphic design down in Brighton in England 
doing my degree. And I remember going there and it kind of, it had been around a while, but it was relatively new and it's still going. It's this museum. It's run by this guy called Richard, Richard Opie. He's quite famous in the sort of, he's a, cust- he's a custodian of product and packaging. So I look around there and I can see all packaging from all the decades. It's fabulous. So I'm just going to, and I'm just going to bum around and just kind of have some fun. And I'm going down to Star Wars Celebration, going to, going to go there as a fan. Very cool. Um, won't be doing any panels. Awesome. I'll, I'll be, I'll be pestering my Star Wars, t- uh, Star Wars, uh, friends and uh, heckling them from the crowd probably. <laughs> I, won't, <laughs> I won't heckle you, I promise. Um, but that'll be cool as well. So yeah, I'm just two and a bit weeks of just geeking out, catching up with friends and, uh, Yeah. Well, if you need another place to visit, I'm sure it's been recommended, but I hear great things about uh, Leicester Vintage Toy Shop. Yeah, I hear about it. I'm not going that far north. I'm almost. Okay. I'm going up towards Birmingham to uh, meet someone. I'm meeting a lot of people from Instagram that I've never met before, like in person. So um, hopefully they'll all be cool or I'll be murdered. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go to Birmingham and let's just get killed. But um It'll be good fun. Yeah. So I've heard the other list of toy shop is good, but I don't think I'm going quite that north. Who knows? Maybe after Birmingham, I'll shoot across. It's just up and up and east a bit, I think. Yeah, I think uh, I just saw uh, um, Dan, Dan, Dan who reviews. Uh, yes. Was was over there. I, I saw he was posting pictures of their their displays and shop, and it looked pretty impressive. I'm going, yeah, but I'm going to Nerd Base in Battlebri- Battlesbridge, which is a brilliant name. What a great name for a place. And I think In Demand Toys, I think it's up in Norwich. I'm going to do some stuff up in Norwich. Very cool. And then, uh, and then some London stuff and then Birmingham. So maybe I will try out Leicester. Well, what do you say uh, we do some, some Q&A? We take some questions from, uh, yeah. from our followers. So uh, if, you're, if this is the first time you are listening to Adventures in Collecting, welcome. I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, thank you. Yes, yes. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Um, make sure that you're following us at AIC underscore podcast because every time we have a guest, we will post and give you the opportunity to, uh, to ask our guest some questions. So uh, we have three for you today. That we have, right. we have, we have, uh, kind Magic of, number. kind of, uh, yeah, filtered oh, through yes, it here. Is. Um, so Dave, would you like to do the the first question? I would. Um, friend of the pod at Toy Farce asks, <laughs> in your expert opinion, are GI Joe's Doctor Mindbender and Action Man's Doctor X the same person? Ah. I like Toy Fast. Funny, funny, funny account. If you're not following Toy Fast, please follow Toy Fast. Yes. Although they do take a couple of little pokes at me once in a while or (laughs) Legends, but it's all in good fun. I don't mind a bit of that in good fun. Um, It's good sport. Uh, So I've been thinking about this because I just got, um, Emily left me a Mindbender San Diego Comic Con sample. I think that's been announced. Yes, it has been. Yeah. Um, I'm looking I'm looking at mine right here. He's Okay, great. So I got one of those and I opened it up and I went, oh, he's just like Dr. X. I used to work on Action Man back in England when I was at Hasbro. Um, so the new Action Man, the sort of sporty Action Man hit in 93. And that's when Dr. X was introduced. And Dr. X was his big, and he wasn't that muscular, but he's like big handlebar moustache balding or he did have a little rat's tail at one point and like cybernetic eye or he had an eye patch. He's changed his design over, over a period of time. And then Mindbender, if I remember correctly, was like mid to late eighties. He was like 86 or something, something like that. Um, similar issue in terms of like cyber, like, like cybernetics and genetics and cloning. 
Um, I don't think they're the same person, and I can't prove that because I don't know anyone <laughs> on Action Man that I can ring up and say, hey. But clearly there were some design cues there, I would say, that Dr. X, they were like, like we'll do Dr. Mindbender. Um, there are reasons I won't go into in terms of why that name wouldn't work in England. Those of you who are English will understand why. Uh, so they clearly changed the name. But again, I think there was design cues, but I don't believe, no, Toy Fast, I do not believe they are the same same person or same character. Okay, there, there you go. Yeah. Our next one comes from at 118 Archive. By the way, another awesome account. If you're not following 118 Archive, um, when will we see the next wave of uh, of epic heroes? So we've got the Spidey first wave. And it's funny because we all talk about them in waves, but they're kids' toys, so they're, not, they're never called waves. <laughs> so, um, well, I say that. But that's, so we've got Spidey, the first lot of Spidey out. We've got the Mechasaurs stuff out, which is basically the Avengers. And we've got another lot. We've got some more Spidey coming out later on in the year. But the ne- is it the question, when's the next one? Yeah. Uh, where are, what are we now? March. Oh, it's pretty soon. I would say before I'm back from the UK, I'll be posting some details about some new four inch. All right. What? Yeah, I think that's right. And it's like, I'm not announcing them because they're kid line. They, they don't, they aren't pre pre-orders or anything like that. They just go to stores. So as soon as they hit stores, I'll post pictures and, and stuff. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be one of those ones where, there's going to be more adult collectors of this line than was probably anticipated. <laughs> so it's just I'm, yeah. I've got got a feeling. But the fun yeah, thing I, I is, do too. the fun the fun thing is I don't know whether you call this fun or not. Like they'll they won't be pre-orders. There won't be big announcements. They won't be part of live streams. They'll be like the old days. They'll just hit stores. You'll just go in and go. Oh look at that! So mm-hmm. again, and, I think it's and part I think of fun. that's. That's a one hundred percent is. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing, kind of going for it. To our yeah. to our younger yeah. audience, there was a time before the internet <laughs> <laughs> when you would just walk into a thing called a toy store, and there were new toys there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you could also have ended that sentence as there was a time before the internet. Precisely. All right, Dave. You want to yeah, do the so uh, pretty, pretty pretty soon. Do you want to do the last one here? Yeah, I could do that. So lots of people asked some form of this question. Um, The Star Wars fandom is complicated and you have a deep (laughs) connection and a long history with the franchise and the fans. Do you ever think you'd return to working on star on the Star Wars brand at Hasbro? Complicated is a good word. That's a very generous word. Yeah. Listen, I, I make no I make no, uh, I'm not shy about saying that the Star Wars community is complicated, passionate, can be gracious, can be ungracious. I'm part of it. I've been part of it 30 odd years. So it's like, I feel in that as well. Um, I'll always take the good, the bad and the ugly on Star Wars and anything I work on. So um, it, again, no secret. I love Star Wars. It's, it's my thing. It's, it's the thing I grew up with. It's the thing I play with the most. I was a Star Wars kid from the age of, five till about 13, which is or 12, which is probably older than, than 
than I should have done in those days. And I rediscovered it, you know, at the age of sort of 18 or so. And I've ever, I've been there ever since. Um, I love, I love Star Wars. I love it with a passion. And uh, would I go back to it? Yeah, I absolutely would go back to it. I would, I would, I, I, Vicky, um, who, you know, leads Star Wars at the moment, she's design director. She's done the same thing. She was, she was on Star Wars in like 2003, I think, um, for like Attack of the Clones and just, Revenge of the Sith, and she's back on it. You know, she's been on it the last sort of four years or so. So Hasbro's like that. We move around a lot. So I have no plans to go back to it at this precise moment. I've got too much to do on Marvel. Um, but who knows? I, 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 At this moment, I don't think I'm leaving Hasbro. There's, there's still too much for me to do. I'm still too interested. You know, the day I, the day I leave my job or any job is when I wake up and don't want to go or I'm, I'm bored. Like that's the worst thing. I, you don't want me when I'm bored. I hate being bored. So to answer your question, yeah, of course I would. Why would I say no? But no plans to at the moment. I'm, I've got my hands full with Marvel. So the pod bay doors are always open, one, always, one could say. Yeah, and it, yeah always. And that, that is very much the Hasbro culture. It's kind of, it's a, lot of, a lot of lateral kind of moving and trying new things out. So, well, with, with that, you've survived the, uh, the Q&A, the fan Q&A. We did it. Um, wow, and, and, and as is tradition on this, on this podcast, we do have a final question. But since you ha- were one of the first people to get the final question uh, three years ago, we had to come up with a new final question for you. So, Dave, would you like to fulfill your role as this podcast's James Lipton and ask Steve the alternate final question who's james lipton i don't know who james lipton is have you ever heard of inside the actor studio no you should oh, after yeah. after this yeah not like don't st- literally like we're, we're recording right now so don't stop right now and do it but once okay. <laughs> once we're done just look up you're you're a simpsons guy right that's another one of the things yeah. that you really yeah, like, look up yeah we had that in england yeah look, look <laughs> Did the, are the Simpsons in England? Um, Do you have cars? <laughs> <laughs> so look up the Simpsons inside the actor's studio. That's like the probably the most famous episode of it. Okay. It's a show that was on, God, I think it was. Monorail the most famous. It was one. on Bravo, I think. Yeah, I think it was on Bravo way, way, okay. way, way back. But yeah, look up the Simpsons inside the actor's studio. And if you like that, then just buckle up and go down the rabbit hole with it but okay. all right but uh all right. I'm sorry dave you were gonna ask a final question i will look up i know that's okay um so since we've already asked you the final question we ask all of our guests a different final question for this appearance if you could bring any property to life in the three and three quarter scale what would it be do i have to answer in a deep sexy voice dave <laughs> No, but it'll that'll all make sense yes. once you watch that. Yes, this- <laughs> I say it's amazing what a rock band microphone can do for you, Dave. Right? Um, <laughs> the dynamic oh, yeah, range on a, on a rock band microphone. Uh, no, that's just, literally my best James Lipton. Yeah. This question, this question uh, there's so many. Um, this is one of the questions that will change monthly, all right? But at this point in time, again, this isn't very American, but it's, it's, it's apt to my – it's apt because it – harkens back to my European tour intent, um, Asterix. If you know Asterix, there are lots and lots of characters. There are like tens and tens and tens of characters. <laughs> and I would, <laughs> not quite as many as Marvel, 8,000 or whatever it is, but 
I would love a ghoul village full of asterisks, obelisks, getafix, dogmatics, geriatrics, vital statistics, I, I, a three and three quarter inch scale, quite plump because they're all kind of drawn. Most of them are quite sort of bulky. They would almost be like a, it would almost be like a village of Gamorrean guards. It would be brilliant. I would love that. Like cartoon accurate asterisk, three and three quarter inch. Doesn't have to be super articulated, just nicely sculpted, super accurate to the comic. And then I buy villages and, and fencing and oh, Romans. It would be brilliant. That at this point in time would be what I would want because I've, I've just bought the whole set of Asterix books. I found on a, I found on a, a popular third party uh, sales um, place, and uh, <clears throat> they cost me like three dollars each. Oh wow! There's about oh, wow. thirty odd. And uh, they're like, they haven't been read. They're like, they're still just unopened. And they're from like 1969 up until about 1982, I want to say. So Asterix. Yes, I love Asterix at this moment in time this month. So that's what I would do, Dave. Yeah, awesome. All right. Yeah, and those those cool. those other the the figures that you the, I think they were by like a French brand, right? The Yeah, Lance, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, those are pretty cool. They're brilliant, and they're like that sort of six-inch scale, but they made one, two, three. They made about four or five. I'm looking. Four. There's four of them. Not nearly enough. I need more. I need the full village. But that would be too big at six-inch, so give me three and three-quarter-inch asterisks, please. Thank you. <laughs> Whoever please, has that like Please this. and thank you. Yes. Dear licensor, please. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That sounds like one of those uh, one of those licenses. Like, um, oh my god, I'm just I'm blanking on the on the name. Plastic meatball. Yes, that's that's got maybe. that's got plastic oh, meatball maybe. written all over it. Yeah, uh, and then so now you say my second choice. I want they did a great line with um, the cereal line. Yeah, they did with um, uh, mm-hmm. and Sam, mm-hmm. Dig It, and uh, Tony the Tiger. That's, yeah. I need you, meatballs, <laughs> plastic meatball, to go and do Count Chocula and um, uh, Frankenberry and Booberry, please. Thank you. Yeah, they I know w- who I am, and I know who you are. So come on. <laughs> I'm looking at that. their. I'm looking at their Hoggle right now. I love their their yeah. labyrinth figures. I, uh, yeah, I I've got a, a bunch of their stuff too that I like. I have a big thing for cereal mascots at the moment. It's just I don't know what it is. I got some old '90s. Frankenberry kind of little giveaways and things. It just, I just love the character design. I love serial design, especially in America. I came to America in what well, I, I came in like 77 because I saw Star Wars, uh, but I was five. So I don't remember it. But in 83, I came back and I remember as a 10 year old going into the supermarket with my mum and dad down in Florida and the cereal aisle, I was blown away. I was like, what is this place? Because in England, <laughs> we got boring cereals. We had Weetabix and things like that. But like, so colorful and they got marshmallows in. So I was just enamored with cereal and the way as, as a culture, <laughs> it's just really weird. So I have this thing about cereal mascots. I read about them. I've got books on them and it's very, it's very odd, but I love it. And the culture and of those look like cereal. they hop right off of the box. Like mm-hmm. they're yeah. really good figures. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch so, that they can make, you know, the, to like the deep cut of like the quisp guy. To like, uh, you know, Cat Captain Crunch. I mean, there, oh, there. Yeah, so I need many. A Captain Crunch. I need a three and three quarter inch Captain Crunch. I need Snap Crackle Pop. I need all of that. Yep, yep. 
Yep, there's a Please. ton. There's a ton. And yeah. I think they the ones that all the ones they've done so far have been Kellogg's. Right? Yes. Yeah, I think they're Correct. all Kellogg. Yeah. So the other the other ones are General Mill. Is that right? General Yeah, Mills? General Mills is is the, the Halloween Frankenberries, yeah. yeah. The and, Halloween cereal. And Fruit Brute is the the wolf, right? Yeah, Fruit the wolf <laughs> Fruit Brute is the wolf. Yep. Fruit Brute. Yeah. Fruit Brute. Yeah. But they could do Snap Crackle and Pop. Those are uh yeah. Rice Krispies or Kellogg's? Yes. So, yeah, that counts. Yeah. yeah. You know, fingers crossed. Well, Steve, before we let you go, um, thank you again so much for for joining us on the show. Please let our followers know where can they find you on social media and where can they find out uh, all the good Hasbro stuff. Well, uh, I'm easy. <laughs> what? I'm easily found. <laughs> I'm easily found uh, at Mister Stevie eighteen on Instagram. That's the only place I really am. I I kind of say some things on Facebook or like join forums and communities there, but I don't, I don't, I don't post on Facebook or I do, but that's just for family. So Instagram, um, Hasbro, you can always go to at Hasbro imaginatively or at Hasbro pulse, um, on Instagram, which is always good. Um, so yeah, I look forward to, uh, seeing you. I'm nearly, I'm doing all right with my followers. I'm nearly, I'm trying to get to 18,000. That's my big number. 18 is my, is my family special number. Uh, you can ask any Mike. It was my, I'm going to bore you with the facts now. So my mum, when I was two, said, how much do you love me, Stephen? Because she's the only person on the planet that calls me Stephen. And I said, 18, mummy, because it's the biggest number I could think of. So 18 has since then been the biggest number you can have for, you know, my kids. I love you, 18. Blah, blah, blah. So to hit 18 on Instagram is a big number for me. So I'm hopefully I'll get there soon. But uh, maybe, I'll have a, maybe, I'll have a, maybe I'll have a suitably big giveaway. I don't know. Maybe I'll have a think about that. Or maybe you could just give away 18 things. I could give away 18 paper clips. <laughs> 18, 18 razor crests. No. 18 <laughs> sail barges. 18 sail barges. I don't know if, I don't even know there's 18 left uh, anywhere that isn't already owned. I but, c- uh, can you imagine 18 of those just in, <laughs> in one spot? <laughs> Imagine you're going to be shipping them. You could build, an, you could <laughs> like, build a small home out of 18 of them. They, they cost yeah, me like 100. Yeah, that's the only thing in the room. Yeah, it's about, it's like, because I've, I've shipped them before, it was like $150 to ship in the States. Jesus. Just like going down the post office. So big. So, so big. But we'll see. Well. Anyway, that's where you can find me. <laughs> we'll make sure to put links to all of that uh, in the show notes. So um, everyone get get to tapping over there and and let's get uh, let's get Steve up to that, uh, that 18,000 follower mark and uh steve have a safe trip uh back yes back enjoy uh you know across the uh across the ocean there and uh and we'll have to not wait another three years to have you back on we gotta (laughs) do it a little bit sooner (laughs) than that definitely sooner than three it takes it takes a few years for me to gather some new things to tell you that's interesting so i appreciate listen first of all i appreciate you having me back on and second of all i appreciate that you're still doing it all right, three years is a long year. No, it's a long time, no matter what you're doing. So I'm glad that you guys are doing well and um, that your your podcast is going from strength to strength. So keep going, onwards and upwards. Onwards but and please, upwards. somebody buy Dave a new bloody microphone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good luck. It's good luck. It's good luck. Let's have a GoFundMe. Dave, uh, send us home. When you get those toys, everybody, make sure to let them breathe. Yes. 
Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both on our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 